Welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie. Welcome to the world of the uh, (laughs) (laughs) non-infirmed. Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to be back. Um, Thank you for your indulgence as we missed last week since I um, was sick with COVID. Um, But I'm on the mend, so I'm very happy to say that. I'm still congested, as you can tell. My husband says I sound like Lauren Bacall. Um, But I'm much, much, much better than than I was. So, and I was very lucky to have pretty much what they consider more of a mild case. Um, I actually thought I had a severe sinus infection. That's how I felt. And then I was like, my husband's like, you better test. And then I did, and I was very, very frustrated and bummed that uh-huh. I, I got the Rona, as my daughter said. I, get, I got the Rona, as my daughter said. The Rona, yeah, whereas as Betty says, did Willie give you a bottle of his special vintage? <laughs> Willie can come visit me again this weekend, because I am, I am ready to be completely done with any illness, but um, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm really grateful, and I was fortunate to be out of quarantine on Thanksgiving Day. I was able to emerge um, masked, of course, because you have to mask for five days, um, at least, um, so, and I'm on the mend. <laughs> Shell says Rona is a wench. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. Yes, you Rona is so a win. It's so true. So true. So, did, so you had a uh, non um, <laughs> non quarantine. I had a non quarantine, non traditional Thanksgiving. Fortunately, this year we were doing a very low key. Um, just going to be home, just us. Um, Thanksgiving anyway, which is great because there have been times I've been cooking for 20 people. Um, And luckily that wasn't the case this year. So when I was first feeling sick, when I tested positive, I said to my husband, we're going to have to order out. Even if I'm feeling better, I'm going to be too tired to, to cook like I normally do. So I like to, we had a Cracker Barrel Thanksgiving, friends, and it was delicious. <laughs> he picked up the food on Wednesday. Love Cracker Barrel. And all we had to do is heat and eat. So. That's good. It was, it was good. actually very good. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. bad. It's not bad. I mean, I, I, one of my favorite things in, in Cracker Barrel, aside from some of the food, is the uh, gift oh, shop? Yes. When you go in, I love that gift and, shop. Uh, 
I've been I I've been I've been known to buy clothing. You can get a lot of great stuff at their, <laughs> you know, at their gift shop. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, just I hope everybody <laughs> in the U.S. Place. who celebrated um, had a lovely Thanksgiving holiday. I mean, one of the uh, one of the joys is just being able to have some time with family, and I, you know that was wonderful. Oh, Floor is driving to Broward, so she's going to be listening in. Oh, Floor, how I wish I was in that car with cool. you driving to Broward. Safe driving. <sighs> in Florida in the sunshine. But Oh, yeah, and, there's a, and that sunshine would make you feel so good. It right would. Now, it sure. totally would. Uh, I, love, I, love, I love South Florida. Yeah, it rem- reminds me of the John Denver show song, Sunshine mm-hmm. on Your Shoulders. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and Back Lab Lady says, Cackle Barrel Country Store, yes, and free shipping this weekend. Hey, you know. Oh, I think today. Oh, really? I, I, I did want to mention, I believe today is Small Business Saturday. Um, it's a traditional it is. It is. Uh, weekend where the small business community tries to rally, um, you know, during the holiday shopping extravaganzas. Um, so please go support your small businesses. Our um, one of my mm-hmm. favorite bookstores, uh, Cupboard Maker Books, is having a special today as well. So, obviously, I'm not going to be out and cool. about because I'm I'm resting and taking it easy uh, this weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, as you should to knock this thing out. But um, there's a lot of you really do. great small business people that could use your support. So. Check it out, friends. And yes, as Brenda says, support your favorite authors. Yeah. (laughs) Betty thinks, said, do you think there's something from Cracker Barrel that might entice the professor? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Well, there's a lot of candy from when he was a child that they sell that you don't normally see in the stores Uh anymore. So that might entice him. That's true. Um, Some some nice kitschy flamingos sometimes and uh, i think there's even some santa flamingos this year santa flamingos <laughs> brenda's I saying the so. professor would turn up his nose at that rubbish that <laughs> <laughs> almost would be a good field trip pan we might need to go to the cracker barrel store and see if there's anything uh, the professor uh, could um actually is that him calling now <laughs> Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. so much fun. So how was mm-hmm. um, Thanksgiving for you, Pam? It was a little different this year. We went to um, my brother-in-law's cousin's house for dinner. We were one of, we were three of 27. <laughs> at a wow. Wow. And uh, it was, it was very good. Um, Stally's cousin's, or uh, Sally is Jim's cousin and her husband, Ted, did all the cooking. And, I mean, there was turkey, ham, all kinds of stuff. I made creamed onions. My sister made coleslaw to take. Somebody brought the sweet potatoes. So a lot of the little extras that people might have at Thanksgiving were brought by other people. And they did the potatoes and the stuffing. He did oyster stuffing and sausage stuffing or dressing because it really wasn't cooked. Mm. So, um, you know, so it was... It was uh, 
it was good uh you know just a little different this year which is something we were all kind of hoping to uh, i think do. i think different is good especially as you know mm -hmm. this year has been pretty crappy <laughs> um mm -hmm. for, yeah so i think i think different is good and i'm glad that you went i'm glad mm -hmm. that you had um it sounds like some really super good food um yeah, and it was did. it sounds like it was a great kind of day to kind of be and hang out so um Anna's saying Cracker Barrel was super. Food plus shopping. I think Gabriel would like the quilts. <laughs> oh, the quilts are That's beautiful. That's true. And, you know, they're not, I, I, I do as much as I love the quilts out in, in uh, Lancaster County in the Pennsylvania Dutch region where there are all these handmade quilts that, that are absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. But, and, um, and. They are they are treasured and they are really really um, high quality. Yeah, they absolutely are, and their price tags. Show yes, they do. <laughs> Betty's saying the professor has Pam's number on speed dial, ready to share his thoughts live. Right, Pam? <laughs> okay. And yes. she also asked if and, um, anyone else watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um. I actually was going to and meant to because I was I've always watched the Macy's Parade. As a kid, we were always taking my dad always took my sister and I to the Philadelphia mm -hmm. Parade. Mm -hmm. But I always liked the Macy's Parade because they have the floats and everything. And I understand Bluey was a yes. A we new have one several people the, in the uh, chat saying Bluey was the best part. Mm -hmm. Yes, on mm -hmm. the parade um, says Black Lab Lady. Um, very exciting about the Bluey Balloon and Melanie's appearances in New York. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. Shell watched the parade for the first time in at least 12 years. I watched the parade. That is my thing. Um, I like the fact now that they do the rebroadcast after the dog show because um, mm -hmm. I think that's nice for families when they're kind of hanging out. Um, I was surprised, no, I really thought the entertainment they brought um, – uh, the, I always watch it because I love the Broadway performances, but I thought mm -hmm. the performers were really good, and I thought the variety was great. Um, and did anyone else notice Flavor Flav in the audience? That was cracking me up. Just saying. No, <laughs> and only because, only because, as I was, yes, I'm going to be watching this parade. I'm doing stuff mm -hmm. in the kitchen. And uh, I was like, I get upstairs to start getting ready to go, you know, shower and get dressed mm -hmm. and go out. I'd miss the parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sadly, I didn't get to see much. Of it well, I'm sure you can find it online on YouTube, and there's oh, all kinds sure. of segments. Um, Shall love the Lion King. Uh, Ashley loved the Broadway performances. And yes, just like me, she likes the musical parts. Um, thought it was brilliant opening with uh, Don't Rain on My Parade from Funny Girl with Michelle who just rocked that song. Mm -hmm. um, the whole cast did a great job. Well, she's a, she always wanted oh, to yeah. play that part because she, she, she admired uh, Barbara Streisand so much and figures that she would be, I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but she could copy her mm -hmm, in a lot of mm -hmm. things. And so. um, <laughs> uh, a lot of love for the Lion King there. That performance was phenomenal. Um, but Brenda's mm -hmm. wondering what they would do for the 100th year. I hope it's amazing. I'm sure they're going to bring out all the stops. 
I mean, oh. look, they brought out Mariah Carey for uh, the, the finale with Santa Claus. So I'm sure they're going to have some great performances. Betty's saying, I can't help wonder, but if we could get a Gabriel's Inferno balloon, what would you like to see? The professor, a red apple, a rabbit, or a Dante balloon? Betty, I am shocked you did not put your beloved Paul in that uh, mix of... Absolutely, of, and cows. <laughs> cows. Elena says, I think a 10-story Gabriel holding a red apple would be great. <laughs> oh, and Anna says, don't forget the Rockettes, of course. I'm super excited. I'm going to go see the Rockettes in a couple weeks. Are you going up to the Christmas Our show? dance studio is actually going up, and we're having a class with a former Rockette, um, a backstage tour, a behind-the-scenes tour of Radio City Music Hall, and then we're going to see the show. Mm -hmm. I'm super, super, super excited about that. Oh, I would be, too. Yeah. That's awesome. That really is awesome. I, uh, uh, my my mother's brother was always very big on the Christmas show, and, and we went a few times. Um, I think the last time was, I think, in 2005 we went. And, uh, oh, it was always so much fun. So much fun. And, my, and, you know, my uncle was always big. He, he would get the tickets, and then we'd all have to go have lunch at Sardi's. Now, I'm not a mm -hmm. Sardi's fan. I mean, it's it's too... To me, it's just touristy. Too, mm -hmm. Touristy. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, hey, what the heck. I, I prefer Hurley's, which is on 48th Street. So I'm going to have to p tap your brain about some good places to go. I have my okay. spots, but I want and to hear then, some uh, picks. Okay. So then, but the, the, my best memory is one year, I we went up and I, I drove into the city and... Parked the car near near Radio City, and I met them at St. Patrick's, and then we did the Radio City and, and or lunch in Radio City, vice versa. I forget which. But I took him to Little Italy for dessert. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> and I'm driving down downtown, and and I I park the car, and as I park the car, there's a car behind me, and these guys are getting out with all the rings, pinky rings, and the uh, shark suits, shark skin suits, and you know, it's like, yeah, you go. <laughs> and then, um, my uncle's going, You got to be careful around here. Now he's trying to, <laughs> You got to be careful around here. You know, there's a lot of mafia. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> they're right behind yeah. us. Yeah, say, say it <laughs> a little louder, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brenda's saying, Oh, you have to eat in Little Italy. Yeah, I do love Little Italy. There's a lot oh. of good spots we, put, we popped in there, and oh. Betty the, usually the goes to barbecues. Oh. Mm. I was at a really good mm -hmm. Mexican place off of Times Square when I was, I, I went a couple weeks ago to see Six. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, and I'm blanking out on the name of it. I'll have to find it and share it because it was really, really good and really affordable, which you don't always find um, right down there and in I, the tourist if you're hearing our area. If you're hearing the halftime show in the background, something's going on with the, the, the clock. I don't know why. Oh, my gosh. It's the quarter time show. Off kilter. Yes, it's completely off kilter right now. <laughs> well. I was like, I, I, I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God. You know why? Because it, it's usually uh, about a half an hour ahead or behind 
the current time. And right now it's reading four o'clock. So it's got a mind of its own. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I always like Manella's, which is, on, it's, I think it's on Mod Street. And I also like uh, Umberto's Clam House. That's a good one. But you can find a lot of good oh, places. Oh, it sounds. There. I know. There's always such a good um, variety. Well, there's two major restaurants that I always try to hit at least once a year in, in New York City. And that is Tavern on the Tar or the Umbrella. Oh, nice. You know, you get the best dirty waters of Tavern <laughs> on the Tar. And a good bagel and coffee at the umbrella room. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> on every corner, you can't miss them. <laughs> I actually, Anna's note said her mom took her sister and her to the show, and then Tavern on the Green. And then years later, she mm -hmm. took they took her niece, which must have they all took her niece, which must have been really fun. Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be really delightful, and it's happening on the Sunday. The is it the 11th? I don't think that's right. 11th, 12th, somewhere in there um, in a couple weeks. So, yeah. Cool. That'll be so much to fun. That will be so much Yes. Fun. So um, one other item before we dig into the chapter, because I know we have a lot to cover and I know mm -hmm. we have news, but I would be remiss without saying um, I'm very grateful that during my period of quarantine, I got to watch some of the World Cup matches because I've been hooked to watching uh, the beautiful game as they call it and um, I've mm -hmm. just been loving all the excitement from the fans and um, and and I love all the com all the countries of all the people that we have friends in and I'm like oh I think of everybody like Monica Sofia when Portugal was playing and it's just, uh -huh. um, it's really, really great. Susie in Australia is playing. Yeah, I think they're. I think they were. They were winning one nil last time. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm forgetting how that ended. But yeah, World Cup time is a lot of fun. It's a great time for sports right now. There's a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of activity with basketball yeah. starting, hockey, uh, football, college and pro. So yeah, lots of good stuff going. Yeah. Lots of good stuff going on. I was actually, uh, I watched part of the Eng England U.S. Mm -hmm. team yesterday. And I was asked why the English team was wearing white. <laughs> <laughs> I said, because it's England. It's not Great Britain team. It's English team. And English team, you know, Scotland has their own. Right. You know, Wales. Has U.S. Their played own. Wales. Wales has their own. Tied yeah. it. And, uh. Tied yesterday, too. Oh, and speaking of Wales, I would be remiss without mentioning another part of my quarantine routine, which was binge-watching television. Um, highly recommend Welcome to Wrexham. It's the docu-series. It's a good show. Um, it's almost like the real-life Ted Lasso. Um, if you guys haven't mm -hmm. heard of this, uh, it's Rob McElhenney, who is a creative force behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia Ryan Reynolds. Raised. Uh, you know Ryan Reynolds. Um, they decided mm -hmm. that they were going to buy a pro 
football team in the UK, or actually in um, in Wales, and it's in Wrexham. It is such a charming, beautifully told story. Um, even if you're not a sports fan, I think you would really enjoy it. So highly recommend. I watch a ton of other stuff too, and read. I've t- read a lot of books, and I slept a lot. So let's talk. Um, Oh, there is. Uh, Shell did one more recommendation. There's a diner near the Brooklyn House of Detention. It had excellent grilled cheese and homemade cherry Coke. Yum. Nice. I'll have to look for that. <laughs> it's, it's near the Brooklyn House of Detention. I don't know whether Ashley Ashley said that's on her wish list to watch. Um, and if anyone watched the beginning of the USA-England match yesterday, Brian Ryan Reynolds actually did the uh, voice um, for the the um, hype video before uh, the intro video to it. And they did tie in the, the Welsh welcome to Wrexham connection. The, the so yeah, it's uh, just charming. And I, I, I think maybe because I'm from Pennsylvania and I get the Philly, the love of sports and the Philadelphia connection that uh, Rob McElhenney did a really um, compelling job of explaining why this was so important to do and why he was so committed to it. So yeah, can't say enough good things about them. <laughs> of course the owners were Greek shell. She said it was a billion years ago and I don't remember the name of it, but the owners were Greek. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm a bias because I'm, I am of that ilk. My grandfather owns, had owned restaurants. Um, I, I tend to the Irish clubs, but that's another story. <laughs> and itself. Betty's question is, which team will Snarky cheer for? Oh, I guess the team that has the best party. The one that will give, Betty. or the best scotch. <laughs> or yes. the best scotch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, let's get on with uh, the show, shall we? Shall we talk about we shall, we uh, shall. SR's uh, news? SR's news this week is he's got... Um, the, a, the Man in the Black Suit audiobook has been put on sale for $6.25 for a limited time. And it comes from uh, Highbridge Audio, uh, who published it. Uh, and he's included a link with yes. that. Um, you'll also find it on our Twitter feed this week. So that if you wanted to click on it, $6.25 for an audio. It's normally about $25. Oh, it's such a great book too and I just mm-hmm. posted the link but I I was going to put a warning <laughs> on there about driving while listening <coughs> considering the first time I listened to it on audio I almost rear-ended a tractor trailer <laughs> um, so just an FYI <laughs> yeah this is, it, it's one thing to read the scenes it's another thing to hear it described in that beautiful uh-huh. voice um, yeah so Anna says she's yeah. currently listening, and Betty says it's a steal, and it truly is. It really, it's such a great it audiobook. I, I love that story. I'll it say is. it again. I really want Passion Flicks to make this book. Um, I just think they could have so much fun with it, and I think it could be so well done. Um, mm-hmm. So, and so if you haven't you had a chance to listen, download it. Do. It's it's really, mm-hmm. really good. Um, Melanie Zanetti was on Jimmy Fallon's The Tonight Show this past week. 
I don't know how many of you saw it or didn't see uh, it. If you didn't see it, I'm um, putting it's the YouTube. link in to the YouTube segment. And she was on promoting uh, Bluey because of Bluey's uh, uh, connection to the Macy's Parade. And I, I think his name is David McDonald, mm -hmm. who, who does the voice of uh, the father in Bluey. He was on as well, and it's the first time that Melanie and David had met. Yes, which I love. They met. They met they, the day before they went in mm -hmm. for filming, and um, I just think that's kind of a beautiful, magical thing too. Um, but mm -hmm. I think you know it makes sense, right? I mean, the talent is located where the talent is, and Melanie's in Australia, and so it. It, um, Jillian, yes, Bandit. Jillian Bandit, um, and Melanie looked absolutely stunning in that chartreuse dress. Yes, she did. And then, uh, so that you know, she was also a presenter at the International Emmy Awards, which was not televised. So, I don't, I'm giving out the best children's entertainment. And I'm sure there. you guys have seen um, the Instagram photos. I mean, just what a beautiful mm -hmm. and exciting time for Melanie. And to be in New York City during the Thanksgiving holiday, she looks like she is living her best life. And I'm so happy for her. I mean, really, really happy yep. for her. And I'm hopeful that this and the tree more things. And frankly, I'm hoping that Bluey gets a movie. I mean, I think that would be really, really uh, That great. would be great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Betty says, it's just me, or so, does anyone else think of Jens Morgan when they hear the dad's voice in Bluey? <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. it, yes. So, Also, uh, SR has said, state, the filming has paused on Gabriel's redemption, but is slated to resume soon and, by the end, and end by the end of January. Mm -hmm. They've already filmed the scenes with the prince, and he is looking forward to introducing him to you all, um, but he's just waiting for Passion Flicks to make mm -hmm. that announcement. Mm -hmm. so that should be I good. am curious. I think that's going to happen down the road. I think. Mm -hmm. um, yes, and I just put that in so there as well. I have a feeling once, once every, you know, I would hope, as much as I'd like to see who's playing the portraying the prince, I have a feeling that they're not going to announce that until closer to the uh, time of release. I agree. Film. So that's agree. that's just. I funny. totally agree. Anyhow, so, um, so that is the latest and greatest. That is the news. All the news that's fit to print. Or as I like to tease him, the gospel of putting the <laughs> Brenda's saying, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to drop it and at the end. I think so, too. I think it's going to be closer yeah. to when the film comes out. And, um, yeah. And in a lot of ways, I, I hope so, because Passion Flicks does have a lot of films out there that they need. Yes. And, and uh, they've, you know, it's time they get there. I And it looks like, you know, I'm very excited. It looks like Amy Benson's series is... Um, you know, they, they canned both, they, they have in the can both Amy Benson and the um, Amy Dawes book, Wait With Me. 
Uh, they finished filming both mm -hmm. of those recently, and I'm very excited because, you know, I think they're going to be wonderful to watch. And I know Amy, the Amy Benson series is coming out um, first, I think, in December. Mm -hmm. So lots of good things to look mm -hmm. forward to. I'm saying, <clears throat> I'm seeing that hey. Betty's saying, I'm guessing this means they will film Allison and Krista scenes in December. Shell's excited for the Prince. And Maddie said December 22nd. Is that for the when the film comes out, Brenda? And Betty says, we like a little mastery. Leave us in suspense, passion flicks. Mystery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, my God, yes. Can't wait for a week. Yeah, they're going to be really, really good. Um, and speaking of really, really good, we are now... At the final part of chapter three for redemption, um, which is really exciting. Um, this was a long chapter. There was a lot that happened in this chapter. You know, one of the questions I think we should have asked SR, and I didn't, was why he wrote the chapter so long and didn't break it up. <clears throat> I just thought of that now. <laughs> mm hmm. Well, you know, he had a lot to say. He did have chapter. a lot to say. Well, there's a lot of ground to cover. So, yeah. as you recall, this was the first fight between our beloved Gabriel and Julianne, um, as husband and wife. And this happened in front of, or as they were getting a house full of family. Um, so... At the time when we begin this part of the chapter, uh, they already had it out and they weren't talking to each other. Julia pretty much slammed the door and went behind it and wanted to run away from dealing with Gabriel's bullheaded opinions. So they were just having, um, getting ready for dinner with their guests. Um, yeah, Betty's right. The boss must have been up all night writing this chapter. I think so, too. <laughs> to say the dinner was uncomfortable would be an understatement. While Julia and Gabriel sat side by side and even held hands during grace, it was still really painful to watch because there was no affection or whispered words. Gabriel was rigid, straight spine, and cool. And Julia was quiet and very remote. And you can imagine, I mean, this would be another, this is going to be another scene that they're going to do so well. I can, I can visualize this now. Um, you know, you are used to that constant connection between the two, that constant back and forth, that energy between them, um, and that undying affection. And to have it just shut down and calm and quiet and cold, <laughs> as Betty said, it was a silent night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh -huh. So Richard, Aaron, and Rochelle, uh, Rachel kept polite conversation going. And after dinner, Julia excused herself right away and went straight back upstairs. Gabriel watched her as she left the table. and He didn't stop her, but you could see the muscle jumping in his jaw. And Rachel went to make coffee in the kitchen. Um... And so this was kind of Aaron's chance, and Aaron 
decided he was going to say something about us. He's going to address the elephant in the room. And he looked at Gabriel and point blank said, come on, suck it up. Tell her you're sorry. <laughs> Which I, I thought that was really, I think it was a little bold of Aaron to do that, but I also think it was Aaron's way of, you know, look, we've all been there. Um, I'm married now too. I know the deal. And this is what you got to do to get out of this, um, dog house. Um, yeah, and he's also been with her a lot longer than Gabriel and Julie right, have been together. Right. This is true. Um, so he kind of called him out on it and Gabriel saying, why do you think it was my fault? <laughs> And he started to say, because you're the one with the dick, but he cut the word off before it came out and said, out of deference to Richard. And he said, um, you know, statistically, it is the man um, at fault in 80% of the cases. Just apologize to her and get it over with, because I don't want to sit through another dinner like that again. <laughs> he actually said it was so cold that he'd have to go outside to warm up. And Elena was saying, I love the Aaron character, always the sweet voice of reason. And um, Brenda's saying, I love how they know it's not Julia who instigated. Uh, Betty's saying, Gabriel needs to eat humble pie. Um, and Aaron definitely knows <laughs> better. <clears throat> and Anna's, Anna, being our, our voice of reason here, saying, ladies, it's not always the guy's fault from the mom and grandma of boys. Which is true. Um, and Betty's saying, Aaron, you are far wiser than Gabriel. And Shell says, because Gabriel, um, Julie is not an extremely confrontational person. I think that all, all are very relevant comments here. You know, it, it does make mm -hmm. sense that Julia typically has not been more of the, the assertive aggressor in these kinds of situations. So, no, she hasn't. Another voice came into the discussion now. Papa Richard. He said, look, I agree with Aaron. And Gabriel turned his head and said, et tu, Brute? <laughs> so I think at this point, Gabriel might be feeling a little ganged up on. But a little bit. Just again, I, I think they're trying to come to terms with what's happening here. And Shell's saying, so chances of Julia's starting something is remote because she is not the confrontational person. Um, <clears throat> that definitely makes sense. So Richard's saying, you know, talk to her. And, you know, at this point, you know, Aaron very wisely decided to go check on Rachel in the kitchen. And I think he wanted to leave father and son alone. And Richard's saying, look, you need to talk to her or you're going to be doing couch time. You know, there's a reason why old married couples tell young ones not to let the sun go down on an argument. Dealing with problems when they're small will help make your lives much easier. And Richard proceeded that to say that he initially did not want to say anything about it. Um, you know, he's trying to respect their relationship and their privacy, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but now that it's on the table, 
he said, <clears throat> you know, he really wanted to address it. And Gabriel said, look, I tried talking to her. That's when she locked herself in the bathroom and told me to get lost. Um, All right. Who in the crowd has ever done that? <laughs> <laughs> We'll have oh, to see. Um, Anna says Julianne runs and then gets the victim coddling. Who's calling out Julianne? Um, Shell's saying I would walk away from the arguments till I cooled down. Betty's saying I like Richard's advice. Guys need to remember this. And I want these two on my couch, Anna says. Well, look, Anna, I, I, I think you need to hear both sides of the story, right? So we're just hearing Gabriel's side now. I, I do agree with you because her mm -hmm. running away and shutting out conversation doesn't solve the problem. Um, no. You know, from this point with Richard sharing kind of his life experience, he, you know, he, Gabriel's saying, I can't, you can't have a conversation through a locked door. And Richard said, of course you can. You know, you wooed her once, you can do it again. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Gabriel was really surprised at this comment. And Richard suggested just let go of your ego. You know, apologize and then listen to her. And Gabriel could learn from his mistakes. And, you know, of course, Gabriel, who has a little bit of idol worship of Richard, I think, um, mm -hmm. thinking his marriage has always been perfect and flawless, um, you know, thought that Richard and Grace had the perfect marriage. Um, so, you know, I think that's kind of one of the things that surprised him. But, I, you know, Richard's just sharing that you, you really need to, yeah, to pull, it, her back, pull it back and, and pull it back a little bit so you can talk mm -hmm. about it. Um, Shell saying, I would, but I would say, leave me alone until I'm calmer. Otherwise, I would choose violence, which is not productive. Right. And, no. and Anna's saying that's her pattern. Yes. She runs. But you know what? All, Anna, Gabriel knows that she runs. So this just should not be an unexpected type of thing. I, I, I agree with you. She does. She, she cuts and runs. Cheryl says, <laughs> So much advice for this. We'll have experience for that marriage thing. <laughs> That's right. I know. We're benefiting from Anna's professional expertise. I can tell you that. Yes. And Betty's saying, Gabriel, and you should Betty... ask yourself, what would Paul do? <laughs> and then proceed to act sweet like Paul. <laughs> can you imagine if Richard would have said, you know, act like Paul. Why didn't you get Paul? Yeah, that, that would that that would have gone over like a lead balloon. Exactly. So there's one thing I forgot to add into the notes, and my apologies on that today, this morning. But you had asked about mm -hmm. Aaron and what his, you know, how, how his relationship works with that. And as Sarah had responded, Aaron is a supportive brother-in-law, and he's been around Julian Gabriel since he was a teenager and knows them both well. So he thinks it makes sense that for him to to clue in to what's happening, but also want to fix it. That makes perfect so sense. I apologize for getting no, that. no worries. I was think I was going to pull it up and slide it in there later. So <laughs> yeah, I, you know that was one of the things I wanted to ask SR about because I was thinking, why was Aaron the one, you know, who raised this issue? So yeah, and you know when what. I, as I was saying is that, it, you know, that's, 
he does know them both. I, and it's, it, it would be like an example of my house is my sister and brother-in-law. I've my brother-in-law I've known since I've been 18 years old. And they got married when my sister was 24 and Jimmy was 25. There were a lot of so. years that, you know, he knew me from that point in my life to today mm -hmm. that it, if there was something going on, I'm sure he would be able to work that out for that me. That makes Not that he'd want to, not that he would want to, but that he could. <laughs> that makes sense. And I'm, I will cut and paste this uh, question in there so you guys can see the words of okay. SR. So now Richard's giving him the good fatherly advice. He says he's telling him that their marriage, that, you know, his marriage with Grace was far from perfect, but they had made a pact early on to keep the imperfection away from children. You know, it's one of the things that, you know, you behind closed doors, mm -hmm. you argue. And uh, he, he says that children should hear their parents argue. It can make them very anxious and in his opinion, you know, couples usually fight over money, sex, and a lack of respect or attention. And uh, so as Gabriel begins to protest, Richard's like, you know, hold, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> let, let the word of experience, mm -hmm. I guess, is what he's trying to say. He says, it wasn't, he wasn't asking about the disagreement. That was between he and Julia. Uh, it is obvious that Julia's feelings were hurt and she's very withdrawn the way she was before she began seeing you. So, I mean, I mean, to Anna's point about, you know, running away, Richard knows this from his past experience. True. Um, he says, you know, so Gabriel countered that he was not the one that shut the door and, and shut down all rational conversation. And so he started scolding her, but scolding him a bit. And he says, you know, Julia isn't irrational. She's hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, when someone's hurt, you tend to withdraw. <laughs> and especially with her history. Exactly. I'm, I'm laughing because Betty said, so does this mean we won't be burning Gabriel's bow ties? <laughs> and Anna noted Gabriel writing his feelings so. is a good idea. And Shell also mm -hmm. said Julia should you know, communicate as well, they can communicate through academic means since that was the catalyst of the issue. So, and I think mm -hmm. that, that it does make it a little bit different than the normal husband-wife disagreement um, because it, it does tie into their professional lives. And I think that intersection is tricky. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think Gabriel didn't realize that he hurt her feelings. No, I don't think he <clears throat> did either. I mean, he's thinking, he's thinking more of I'm a professor, to be honest with you, I'm a professor and you're a student and I can give you the, ex you know, give you my expertise that you right. can use. And I think, I, and that is the main problem, I think, that it's not just the, the you know, disregarding her, dis her, her paper. It's the, you know, the fact that he's now trying to act like superior and that's a problem, especially if you're a husband right. and wife. Super true. So, uh, you know, he's like Richard Scully and says, listen to yourself. And, uh, you know, he can, he says, Julia's not really irrational. She's just hurt. And Gabriel conceded that he had not meant to hurt her. And while Richard understood that, he was also confident that he doesn't fight fair. 
uh, fighting with a spouse is an art, not a science, which you learned. <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, it's funny because I, when I, after reading this, I sat, sat down uh, the other night with both my sister and brother-in-law because they've been married 40 years. And I, to be, I've, I've heard them have little disagreements about mm-hmm. something. But I've never had them seen them have full blown arguments, and and I said, so what? What for you was your experience? And they said, they Patty and Jimmy had gone through pre cana classes because in Catholic Church you had to do these pre pre canas before you get married mm-hmm. usually, and um, she said that in their particular group, learning how to argue with your spouse was part of the deal, and. You know, they're, they're, if you know what triggers somebody, you know how to pull back from that and that kind of stuff. So, and I thought, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. great. Some people don't have that experience. Um, for me, it was trial and error mm-hmm. with Jim when we, we first got married. But And then we would take him away from, from people. We'd go sit in a car and discuss things before we would talk in front of Patrick or... or you know, anything like yeah. that. Yeah, so, the, the pre-cana anyway. was a very valuable. Um, we actually ended up being pre-cana uh, mentors uh, for a couple years when we were first married. And um, the thing that I found was most effective, there's a book called You Just Don't Understand. Um, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but it's a lot of it's emphasizing... Um, communication techniques and <clears throat> I thought it was very valuable because so much of conflict comes from these communications and miscommunications or non-communications and um, it was really really a great instructive book I highly recommend it for everybody um, even if it's not uh, you know spousal communications it's really and it really um, is effective for every, um, you know, every kind of relationship, either professional or personal. Um, it's just mm-hmm. the real solid basic communications um, how tos. So, yeah, because I've, I've learned from my own self when I start any kind of an argument, whether it had been with Jim or whether it be with my family or sometimes even work related, I get very passive aggressive, mm. which I never realized. So, I mean, you know, that's part of learning how yeah, to argue. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I'm looking in the chat. Uh, Betty noted that Gabriel can't stop seeing Julia as her student. Um, Shell mm-hmm. says even, professor, even professors are still students in this thing we call life, which I think is a really valid comment. Um, and Anna's noting, you know, this happens in front of the family, and now they take sides, which obviously makes it even more um, compounded mm-hmm. in difficulty. Uh, Elena said, after some fiery arguments when we were younger, the husband and I have had the don't go to bed mad rule in our home for years. It works quite well for us. Mm -hmm. Of course, with age usually comes more patience as well. And Brenda saying, oh yes, fighting with your spouse is an art and a science all in one. Um, Like my husband, grandpa says, you have to learn how to handle the other person's crap and then you should be good. Um, Shell said, learning to cope with arguments is an ongoing process. They can learn to communicate. 
And um, Anna says, I love the Gottman theories and realism. I hope I said Gottman right. I can't remember if it's Gottman or Goatman. Um, yes, I think that is the theory. Um, I, I, that was one of the theories in the book. And I think they were the authors, right? I'm forgetting Anna. But it was a really good book. Um, Shell said, my first thought when arguing with adults is violence, though I don't act on it. And she takes a deep breath and counts to five. And that is also really one of the things you have to do is take a breath and and, and mm-hmm. take a moment. Um, and that's something oh, yeah. that they addressed in the book, too. If you're so hot, you definitely need to just say, I want to discuss this with you, but I can't do it right now. I need some time. You know, and that way they know you're not running from it. You just need to catch your breath. And, um, and that way you can actually discuss it realistically instead of, um, you know, screaming and having personal attacks because that doesn't solve anything. And Betty's asking if Gabriel and Julia have ever discussed this with their therapist. I wonder. That is a good question. I don't think so. I don't know. So, you know, so Richard's giving him all this the easier, most likely to argue very little. And when they did argue, it wasn't ugly. Or He then said that it takes, takes it from someone he married for a while who brought up a daughter. And when a woman withdraws, himself. it's cold. And it's Richard's advice can be was gentle be gentle with your wife coax her out of her locked room and you'll or you'll spend a lot of nights on the couch (laughs) so so after midnight uh julie closed her laptop and and she knew at that point everybody had gone to bed and when she opened the door she saw that down the hall under their bedroom there was a, a light on she thought it was possibly gable reading and she thought about going to him, but then the distance seemed too interminable. So she grabbed a bottle of her bubble bath uh, she'd taken out of the bathroom and, and decided to use the guest bathroom to take a ni- nice hot bath and forget her troubles. After about a half an hour, she goes back into the study and she's then, you know, getting herself together on the couch with the blanket that they had shared so many times in the orchard. And she thought of their home in um, Cambridge and how happy they were had been there, and how she'd wanted to be a Dante specialist. It was a long road that required a lot of sacrifice, and hard work and humility. And so she she didn't want to be the kind of person that thought it to be that she was above criticism, because it's going to help her inform her work at some point. And she knew her writing needed improvement, but Gabriel said that it would make she would be making a fool out of herself again. He's like, "Well, you're the student. If you do it this way, you're not going to be doing it right." Mm-hmm. And and uh, that that would that's what that's what hurt her so bad. He was looking at her more as a student rather than trying to give her constructive criticism on her writing and possibly suggesting, you know, you know, talk about the theory a little bit. Not suggesting it's wrong, but not suggesting it's right either. But at least they could, you know, just have a, a discussion about it, which didn't seem to have happened. No. Well. 
No, it it, it just <laughs> went. It was a shutdown. Like Gabriel's, like you can't do this. It was. No, like. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it was very dismissive. So uh, the pain was excruciating, and she she said she needs him to encourage her and cheer her on. She didn't need belittling, and her belief in herself was belittling enough. So she still has a lot of, you know. Yeah, her confidence. and Yeah. So um, we asked, Leslie asked Osiris how to, uh, had to ask Julianne about her bubble bath and what, you know, what does she use? And, and SRS re response was, I had to ask Julia about her bubble bath. And she tells me that lately, Gabriel has been gifting her Joe Malone products. And uh, he uh, also supplied a link to Holt Renfrew for the uh, Joe Malone Red Roses bath oil. Yes, and we'll put the link in. Um, Shell's saying she can't hear anybody. Oh, she said now she can. Okay, good. I wasn't sure if something okay. happened with the... the signal um yeah i uh, looking at the looking at the um chat anna said the gottmans are all about communications and not distancing uh julian gabriel mm -hmm. these two have had individual therapists and we're not also working towards the couple they would be better they would do best in joint therapy which i i, I totally agree with i think they they need both probably um Mm -hmm. And, you know, sexy professor and student game is fun, <laughs> but it's not the same outside the bedroom, says uh, Betty. And, no. Um, no. yes, Betty, I asked that question specifically for you about the bubble bath because I feel like it is a question you would ask SR. So this is the question and the link that um, Julia apparently had... Uh, given to SR on her body wash. And of course it's from Holt Renfrew. Of course it is. And of course it's Joe yeah, Malone. I, I, Joe Malone has, has beautiful mm -hmm. stuff. And I, <laughs> Betty uh, says, roses make me feel a little weird. I know Julia uses roses, but so does Allison. So <laughs> Betty, you are so funny. Well, maybe it's too small. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. So, Perhaps. you know, Julia is kind of struggling here and she's upset. Why doesn't he see that I need the support? And as her sadness swelled, she wondered why Gabriel had not come to her yet. And um, I'm glad you got there, Floor. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you got there safely. And so... You know, Julia has this idea in his, her mind that, you know, Gabriel probably spent the evening smoking cigars, talking about old times in the back porch with his family. You know, she wondered why um, and what kind of explanation he gave to Rachel. And she was also wondering why she was almost in tears in the dark room because he seemed okay to leave her alone. And so she was pretty upset at this point. And even though in my, when I read this, I kept thinking, yeah, but you're the one who shut the door and you shut him out of talking to you too. But I think she's used to him coming for her. And she heard the door open and she heard his footsteps. 
And they were quick and determined, walking to the hallway, and the footsteps stopped outside her door. And she sat up and stopped breathing, holding her breath. Anna's screaming, why didn't she go to Gabriel? Turn towards him. And Betty says, in reality, Gabriel's pacing the room like a caged dog. Um, So she was holding her breath, and she saw muted light from down the hall. Oh, gods of fighting newlyweds, please make him knock on the door. And the shadow passed, and the footsteps retreated. And she heard what sounded like a pain sigh and a thump on the door. And Julia tightened into a ball. But she did not cry. So... You know, that was, it was frustrating to read that. It was sad. It was very sad because they're both in a lot of pain. Um, but, you know, I kept thinking, why don't you just open the door? Or why don't you go to him? Even if you don't know what to say, you know? I. But it's, it's challenging. And she's young. And he's, they're both young in, in this marriage. Um, so Shell's saying, even though Julia feels Gabriel wronged her, she could have gone to him because she walked away and said, pretty much leave her alone. Elena says, Mm -hmm. I think Julia needs to put on her big girl pants more often. Yes, I agree with you, black lab lady. Julia, you're hot and cold, Betty says. You want space and then you want him next to you. Make up your mind, woman. (laughs) Anna agrees. But I, I think that is true. You know, we're all human, right? And I think she's she is hot and cold. You know, she. I think she wants space because she just he is overwhelming to her, as as a force. Mm-hmm. And frankly, she probably just doesn't know what to say. But you know, I I think this the adage about trying not to go to bed angry isn't is a good one you know trying to work things out yes Anna notes all these excuses aren't productive Betty says if I were Julia and I was still mad I would listen to I will survive while I cool off and Brenda says I guess she feels she didn't do anything wrong so she shouldn't approach him first because then in future arguments she would he would trample her (laughs) um well, you know, there's a point of there's a point of of, of stubbornness too. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to be stubborn to get what you feel. You and deserve. I think they both were kind of digging into their positions a little bit. But you can do that mm-hmm. in an academic mm-hmm. argument and dig into your position. And the problem is this this overlap from academia into their personal power, uh, you know, their power struggle and their. Mm-hmm. relationship and their connection you know Anna says how about I'm sorry let's talk yes yeah, see Anna well, they that need, would be they the need, logical to, they need to you to be their couple therapist <laughs> maybe we could suggest that for the next book <laughs> well they, they are still going to therapists I, think, I know they're doing individual therapy yeah. still at this point yeah, but I don't know about couples. Yeah, well, at this point, at the end of this chapter, it's it's really sad, and they're both stewing, and they're both hurt, and they're both 
you know, shut off, shut themselves They're off. They're both digging in, yeah. They shut and down, basically. So it's going to be a long night in the Emerson house. Mm-hmm. Not a night that I would want to spend. My nights are cold enough because I have the cold air blasting on my Oh, head. my gosh. But that's another story. <laughs> um, Shell notes that her go-to song when she's angry is Shut Up by Simple Plan. And Betty needs to check that song. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens in Chapter 4. Because this is not a tenable situation. They can't have this go on. They're going to have to get it together. <laughs> and Anna says, I'll move in I with don't them. Think... The individual therapy is allowing the distance. I will, I will, uh, I will not, um, you know. Whatever. I always forget what I was going to say. That's all right. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> well, I, I can say that next week we're going to do Chapter 4. Yes, we can. And it's going to be one of those cringe chapters that I love writing about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying they kissed and made up? Or made up and kissed? I am saying that a train went into the tunnel and may have blown its whistle. <laughs> or two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I know. What can I say? It's going to be good. <laughs> Betty's saying, Julia, I recommend you call Paul. Oh, Paul. Yeah, I think that would be the worst thing Julia could do. <laughs> I think so, too. And I mean, you think about where, you know, as crazy as Paul is about her, if Gabriel and Julie had not gotten together and gone with Paul, can you imagine what the fight would be there? <laughs> yeah. I love Elena's comment. Aren't we all just the best armchair referees? <laughs> I love it. We are. Betty's saying Paul will make it all better. And Shell's uh, saying, and if you move in, you can't give advice about them. <laughs> so, no, I think they could definitely benefit from it <laughs> she said she needs ceus for reading and analyzing i agree anna if there's a form that you if we could sign that for your <laughs> i would say that you've <laughs> consulted <laughs> for all things sr <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know if the boards would approve of that but no <laughs> giving advice on how fictional characters should live their that life. actually could be some really cool classwork or, or course developed around this, you know, analyzing characters and things like that. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Michelle says, sorry, Betty, but Paul would make hella worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that statement. I, you know, I think that, um, you know, because Julia, the way she is and closes down, if Paul and Julia, first of all, Paul would do everything under the sun to avoid any kind of an argument. Mm -hmm. And I mean any kind of an argument, constructive or unconstructive arguments. And Julia would, I think, would ramrod him. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I believe. Because she'd be, you know, he's, he's going to sort of cower to the, you know, the demure to the side of, not making waves, and she's going to want some sort of confrontation. Because the one thing I have found in my own personal life that I've always enjoyed is when my partner challenges me mm -hmm. in some way. Challenges me to look at it, something different. or And 
there's subtle ways of doing that. And that's what I, you know, whether it be learning or words or life in general, I mean, that to me was always a good catalyst for me. And I don't think Paul would be able to do that yeah. for her. Well, and Betty then commented that it's a good thing uh, Gabriel and Julia are not into BDSM. <laughs> right. And um, Shell says, they have a course about the Beatles. We could make a course about SR's books. And That's true. Anna said she was lucky enough to have her CEUs audited once, so she's very diligent. Wow. Wow, Anna. Gosh, that must have been, that must have been fun. Um, Julia never mm -hmm. tells Paul the whole truth, so he would always take her side, Betty noted. Um, mm -hmm. And Shell also noted around regarding Paul that he would fight Gabriel, but he wouldn't fight Julia. He has put her on a pedestal. And Anna said Paul would acquiesce. And <laughs> Shell says hello to Walter. Hello, boo-boo from Shell. Oh, and Cheryl's. Uh, I think this is a good point to wrap up on, too. She said, ladies, have a blessed week. I want to throw this out. Just want to say thank you for being such classy women. I am on some Facebook groups of book readers, and I find some of these women horrendous with the cringeworthy triggers they like to read and request recommendations for. We should discuss this one day. And uh, <laughs> Betty... Betty's saying, you know, now you make me want to see an angry Paul. I bet he looks hot. <laughs> oh, and Anna, that must have been a great discussion, Anna. Anna says, my colleagues and I analyzed the Fifty Shades, and then from Christian's point of view. Oh, that must have been fascinating. That must have been. I, it, it too, it'd be fun if you could share that with E.L. James. I think she would get a kick out of that. <laughs> Yeah, you could tweet E.L. James about that. <laughs> so, Pammy. So, Pammy. We're at that time. Yes, ma'am. We are. What song are and we going we're, out on? Uh, we're doing a little Almond Brothers, Ramblin' Man. Oh, fun. This morning on the way mm -hmm. out. So everybody, have a good week, and we'll see you all next week. Sounds great. Take care, everybody. 